I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And good morning. Welcome to this edition of Hennepin County Medical Center's Healthy Matters. Dr. David Hilden is your host, as you heard. And if you're new to the show, thanks for joining us. I have a feeling, Dr. Hilden, this is going to be a real busy show today. Not that it's not usually, but with both phone calls and text messages. I think you're right, Danny. Good morning to everybody. Good morning to you. We're going to talk about migraine headaches today. Headaches of all kinds, but we're going to focus in on migraines. So I think you're right. I think there's one or two or maybe more people out there who have experienced this before. And uh, so good morning, one and all, on this chilly, this nippy Sunday morning. I had a great week. I just got to give a shout-out to – this is a little off topic, Danny. Sure. But I got to give a shout-out to uh, the arts community in the Twin Cities. Friday night, I went to the St. Paul Chamber Orchestra and heard um, uh, Stephen Copes just do an amazing rendition of – Beethoven's Violin Concerto. Mm. Then last night I went to the Minnesota Orchestra and heard uh, Maestro Vanska lead a Tchaikovsky program that was so incredible. I just can't even tell you. So shout out to the arts community in the Twin Cities. It has nothing of, to do with medicine, but A lot of go. talented folks out there, not only musicians but theater as well. Just incredible. Yeah. It was just an absolutely stunning performance at both events. We're just so privileged to have that we in are, our town. Indeed. So we are going to talk about migraines yep. and – um, to help me out, I got an expert. Um, and so I have Dr. Ann Tiener here. She is a neurologist um, at HCMC. And um, first of all, Ann, thanks for being here. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Great to have you on. I'm going to give you just a little brief bio, then we'll start uh, talking to uh, our expert. She's um, from, you're from Southern California, the OC, right? That's correct. Yeah, she went to the University of California at Irvine for her undergrad and then came up here to medical school at, at the University of Minnesota. Why Minnesota? From from Orange County, California? And was it for the beautiful weather or why'd you come here? Well, it, it it was for the medical education. It's fabulous med school, isn't it? It's my med school, my yeah. alma mater. Glad you did that. Then she did something that like I just can't figure out. She did her residency in neurology at the University of Iowa in Iowa City. Actually, I can't figure that out. It's an it's a fantastic um uh, medical training program. And then you where did you do your fellowship in headache? I uh, went over to uh, Chicago at the Loyola University, and uh, uh, the fellowship was uh, in conjunction with the Diamond Headache Clinic there. So you are so she's she did extra training after medical school, after residency training as a neurologist. You did extra training specifically in headache. What led you to that? What what had interested you about um, being such an expert in headaches? Well, uh, just going through residency and uh, seeing. Uh, all the different uh, consults that we would have on the service, um, inpatient and outpatient. Uh, there are lots and lots of consult requests for headaches. Lots of people were having headaches that they could not uh, control. Um, some were misdiagnosed and uh, some were diagnosed correctly, but but uh, they were seeking um, better treatment. So uh, that uh, you know that piqued my interest, and I had great mentors who. Um, helped me uh, can pursue my interest in, in headache medicine, and I, I find it fascinating to uh, be able to work with, with people and custom-tailor their uh, regimen to, 
help them regain control over their their headaches in their lives. I think it's a, it's such a common issue, and so many people um, suffer from not only migraines, and we're going that's the main focus we're going to talk about, but in a, in a variety of headaches. I, as a primary care doctor, I can I could I can second that people have headaches. All the time. And I was frequently, when I was a little stymied, I'd be sending people to experts like you. Then you joined our faculty on the on the um, teaching faculty and the clinical faculty at HCMC, and that was about a year ago. And so now, if you listening, um, wherever you're listening is, well, I suppose if you're listening in the upper Midwest, it would be helpful. If you're listening in Southern California, this might be a little inconvenient. But we're really convenient if you live up here in the metro area of Minnesota. Dr. Tiener is seeing patients, and she will be one of them who is seeing patients at our brand-new clinic and specialty center. And we are just over two months away from opening this, the most state-of-the-art clinic and specialty center in the upper Midwest in downtown Minneapolis. And so Dr. Tiener will be seeing patients in her neurology clinic there. So if something um, sounds interesting to you or it might apply to you and you are looking for a physician um, to help you out with your headaches, Dr. Tiener is seeing patients. To get a hold of her, and I'll give this number later too, it's 612-873-6963 to get a hold of uh, and make up an appointment with Dr. Tiener. Okay, headaches. So... First of all, let's talk about migraines. What causes a migraine and what does it look like? You know, what are the symptoms? Yeah, so there's still a lot of debate as to what exactly causes uh, migraines. Um, you know, there have been theories about blood vessel changes and chemical changes in the brain. Um, but uh, the bottom line is people have headache pain with uh, their headaches. And migraines don't have to be uh, severe uh, headaches that uh, – stay on one side of the head where people are throwing up and they uh, have to stay in a dark room. That's, that's the kind of the, what you think of correct, with correct. a migraine. Exactly. That's the, but it doesn't have to be. There can be mild migraines, there can be moderate migraines, and there can be severe migraines. Um, migraines can affect one side of the head or both sides of the head. Um, migraines can be accompanied by nausea or vomiting, and it can be accompanied by lighter sound sensitivity or all four. Um, and not all episodes of migraines have to be exactly alike. Mm -hmm. So the classic, one side of the head, lights don't feel good, you get nauseated, you know, a dark room. That's one thing. Correct. And what you're saying is that is that um, the same person, it might be different other times, um, it might be both sides. Um, Correct. You said something about, is it common, however, to have all of those symptoms? I think it's common to have a combination of the symptoms, but not people don't necessarily have to have all four of those associated symptoms for, for them to be classified as uh, having migraines. And so uh, some, you know, a lot of people um, think that they have so many different types of headaches and they try to come up with different uh, treatment regimens for all their headaches. But then, you know, when you uh, boil it down to just, well, you, all your headaches or migraine headaches, this is how we should approach treatment. Um, they might be able to have less anxiety over how and when to, to treat their headache pains in general. So with all of our modern science and imaging and MRIs, we're still not sure what causes migraine headaches? That's, that's true. I think uh, we, we don't have any definitive answer yet about exactly what causes migraines. We'd, we uh, do feel that uh, there is a specific 
nerve that tends to be um, implicated in migraines. Um, and uh, but I think there's so much a lot more research being done, um, looking for markers, et cetera, et cetera, to mm-hmm. to see if we can better develop treatments for migraine. And that's why the treatments are so varied at this point in time. So how does one know if the headache one is having is a migraine versus some other kind of headache? Well, uh, there are, you know, like I said, there are criteria um, set forth out there. So if if uh, you have a collection of symptoms that are migraineous, then you're, you probably have Migraine headaches. Then you're a migraineur. Is that a real word? Yes. That so, is what okay, we, listeners, that is a there, term we use. There's uh, these guys, not that neurologists are, are just a, a wee bit dorky. I'm not, I, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I'm kidding. But the term for a person who has migraine headaches is a migraineur. It's a, like a voyageur is up yeah. there in the, in the canoes. And other, it's a French word, I think. It must be. I don't know. <laughs> so I just had to get that in there because somebody said, yeah, I've got a migraineur over in the next room. And I thought they were kidding with me. But no, that's no, the word. That's, that is a term that we, is the actual we word. do use. What other kinds of headaches could it be if not a migraine? You know, What other kind of primary headaches are there? Well, um, very, very common uh, type of headache out there is something we call tension-type headache. Um, and, uh, it's, it's an old term, but, uh, somewhat of a misnomer because when you hear tension, you think that, oh, it must be related to tense muscles. And, and so it has to be musculoskeletal and etiology. It's, it's the muscles of the head and neck that's causing you to have, um, that type of headache. But that's not necessarily, uh, the case. Um, a lot of headache specialists are considering the tension type headache to be on the continuum of headaches and because it can evolve into a a migraine um that some, maybe they're sort of related yeah yeah some some uh, you know uh the criteria the criteria for for that really is uh generally a mild to moderate type of headache pain um that is more commonly uh, affecting both sides of the head versus the one side of the head um and uh it's generally not associated with the nausea, vomiting, and the light sound sensitivity. Um, All when, these other things exactly, that people with migraines exactly. get. Mm-hmm. So that's quite common. So you've got migraines, you've got tension headaches. Um, what, what about the one that I get the most? I'm looking at my cup of coffee. It's almost empty. And I drink a little bit of coffee. And in about four or five hours, if I'm not careful... I'm going to have a big old headache. What about things like that from, you know, like caffeine headaches? Is that a yeah, real thing? Absolutely. We, uh, people uh, can get caffeine withdrawal type headaches and, and these, these headaches are um, uh, triggered by cer- certain things and, and the caffeine withdrawal is triggered by, by uh, the brain being so used to having the caffeine and then when you don't have it, um, in a sense, it's kind of asking for it and it, it does so by giving you the headache. Yep. Okay. So we've got primary headaches that the kinds we're talking about, and we're going to talk more about treatments and diagnosis after our first break here. But most people in the clinic are worried that they have something in there, in their head. I've got a tumor. I've got something wrong that's causing my headaches. But isn't it the case that the vast majority of headaches are what we call primary headaches? There's not something in there that we can see that's wrong. Is that the truth? Absolutely. Um I, I know we always, uh, mo- you know, it's almost human nature to worry about what you cannot uh, 
immediately see and evaluate. So if they can't see that they have an actual brain tumor, they worry that that potentially could be there and causing uh, their symptoms. But um, most of the time, you know, when we do imaging on people who have headaches, we do not see brain tumors or brain bleed or uh, infections that could be uh, triggering their headaches. And um, frankly, it's it's a little interesting that uh, people with who truly do have brain tumors, it's not necessarily headaches that they present with initially. Yeah, they, the other symptoms. It's yeah. other stuff. You have exactly. seizures or something. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I often tell people that if you have a headache, you know, anything's possible. But the vast majority of the time, the overwhelming majority of the time, you don't need that MRI because it's not a brain tumor. But you know, anything's possible. But so we're going to take a break. Yep. And then we're going to come back and take listeners' calls and texts, and we're going to talk more with Dr. Ann Tiener about migraines. Very good. And let's invite our listeners to join in on the conversation either by phone, which is 651-989-9226. Or you certainly, we have a lot of text messages already. That number is 81807. Here's another number. It's three below zero in the Twin Cities. We may make it up to 15 above. You stay tuned to CCO. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to this portion of Hennepin County Medical Center's Healthy Matters Show. We're talking about migraine headaches, welcoming your phone calls and text messages. And uh, Dr. Hill, as you can see, we have a bunch of both. We do have a bunch of both. And we will get to those just shortly. A couple more things for you, Dr. Tiener. Um, so how do you diagnose a migraine? And I guess maybe what I'm trying to say is if if um, when should patients come and see you? What, what are you going to do um, uh, to help them decide if they have it? Yeah. So uh, when someone comes to see me for uh, evaluation of their headaches to see if they have migraines or other types of uh, headaches, um, getting the getting the story is uh, one of the most important pieces is getting all the details about uh, what they feel, how how the pain starts, where it's located, um, uh, what other uh, ways are they feeling during the headache, what other symptoms they're having during the headache, before the headache, and um, even after the headache, you know, how long it's lasting. So all those um, characteristics will help me understand uh, their headache syndrome and if they have migraines or not. Mm-hmm. Um, then after we uh, get all those juicy details, um, it's very important for me to do a complete neurological examination from head to toe. Um, and then, uh, if, uh, you know, if the neurological examination is normal and then, uh, if the pieces of the history sound like migraine, look like migraine, then it's probably migraine. And then we talk about treatment options. So you don't have to get an MRI for all people. Absolutely. Is that a fair statement? Yes. Yes. So if, if it looks and sounds like migraine and their neurological examination is completely normal, we, uh, they didn't uh, share any symptoms that um, are concerning to me uh, for a process going on in the brain that would require me to get that imaging study, then we do not have to get an MRI of the brain. So we're going to talk a little bit more about treatments and the like of migraine, probably after the top of the hour. What I would like to do, if it's okay with you, Denny, sure. um, is let's go to the phone lines and take a couple yeah, of calls. Let's do that. Uh, Larry in Cambridge is uh, first up here. Larry, you're on with the doctors. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you guys for being there. Um, I periodically experience what I've been told are silent migraines, and I get uh, and they last maybe 10, 15 minutes. I get... Uh, 
these floaters that look like kind of rainbow kind of things, and I was wondering if that really does fall under the umbrella of uh, migraines. Hi, Larry. Thanks for your question. Um, uh, that's something I, I do hear quite commonly. Um, people say that they, uh, they, they have some symptoms that they've been told maybe silent migraines because they actually don't have the headache portion. Um, and that's, uh, that can very well be. Uh, migraines do not actually have to always uh, be accompanied by headache pain. Um, there can be visual symptoms, um, something we term an aura or visual aura. You may have heard of that. And so some people describe that as uh, flickering lights or uh, zigzag lines, um, uh, flashing lights, a uh, rainbow or kaleidoscope. Okay, um, uh, Larry, thank you for your call. Um, let's go to the text line, could we? Sure. Okay, we have next. a bunch of those. Um, what kind of headache when you start seeing an aura of light or sparkling light? I have no pain. That's from Jerry. So, so if you have no pain but you're just seeing the aura. Yeah, so uh, Jerry, that's uh, very similar to what Larry was, was describing. You don't have to have the headache portion of the migraine Um you can potentially just have the visual aura portion uh, and that could like I said it could be rainbows or flashing lights and and uh, that process is a migrainous process. What about this text message Ann? do a can a bad night's sleep cause migraines? Well, the bad night's sleep we you know I wouldn't say it causes all your migraines, but it certainly can trigger um, a headache or a migraine headache from uh, occurring. Um, same thing as uh, perhaps uh, too much sleep. Too and much also, sleep can be bad for you? Oh, no. Too much sleep can potentially also cause uh, or trigger uh, headaches in the migraineur. In the, okay. Okay. So, so so it might have some effect. Um, here's uh, – I'm going to go to one about um, – I'm going to leave this text message that we're going to talk about some treatments and the like because I want to do that after um, the top of the hour. Sure. We're going to talk a lot more about what kind of treatments are available and for those of you who are having – a lot of migraines. Um, so those of you who texted about that, we will get to that after the top of the hour. But here's one about allergies and migraines. And um, is there a connection? The texter says this, my seven-year-old grandson has horrible migraines. He has several allergies, including peanuts. Could they be related? And is there anything to do? Allergies and migraines. Uh, sure. There could potentially always be a connection um, between uh, allergies and uh, headaches. Um, because the, the allergen could be a trigger um, for that individual. That's not to say that the same allergen will trigger a headache or a migraine in all individuals. So like peanuts in general aren't known to do this, but it might – you know, there could be some relationship. Sure. Yeah, we don't always know what triggers them. I think maybe some people do. You know, like I talk about what coffee can trigger my headaches, mm -hmm. but you know, it, it's not always clear what triggers it for people. That's true, and and it's also interesting that even if uh, someone were to identify a set of triggers, um, the same supposed triggers may actually not trigger a headache every single time for them. Okay, we got a time for this one that says, "What about?" Um, it says, "I had a stroke last year." This is also from the text line. I had a stroke last year. I started getting migraines shortly after that. Is this something I should be concerned about? 
Well, if you're uh, concerned about it, I would encourage you to uh, discuss this with your uh, doctor. You can certainly discuss it with your primary doctor, your stroke doctor, come see a neurologist, and uh, we'll we'll get all the details and and uh, check you out. Yeah, I would totally say just that's the, you know I would just maybe it doesn't mean you're you're having another stroke, but I mean, gee, if you had a new symptom. After a neurologic event like a stroke, I would just make sure that you have a relationship with your neurologist. This is not something I would go to see your primary care doctor about. I would make sure that you're seeing your neurologist about that and, and have that same conversation. That sounds like really good advice. We're talking with Dr. Ann Tiener, a neurologist and a headache specialty at HCMC. Um, I do want to encourage listeners, um, go to the blog site, myhealthymatters.org. Um, I'll put up some comments about migraines and we'll put, um, we'll put some uh, information about it in the coming days, um, perhaps as early as today or tomorrow. And, uh, and uh, if you want to know more, it's at myhealthymatters.org. You can listen to podcasts of recent shows going back all great long time. So if you missed a show in this past year, go to myhealthymatters.org and listen to a podcast. It's what all the cool kids are doing. Right. And we, uh, you can do, listen at your convenience. All right, we have another half hour of the show to go, so if you missed uh, joining in on the conversation, you'll have uh, time to do that very thing. Right now on the Twin Cities Overcast, it's three degrees below zero. You stay with us. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And good morning. Welcome to this portion of Hennepin County Medical Center's Healthy Matters. We're talking about migraine headaches today and welcoming your phone calls and text messages on this topic. And before Dr. Hilden, I throw it back to you, let me give the phone number. We have a lot of text messages already, but there's a line open at 651-989-9226 if you want to phone in your question or the text is 81807. Thank you, Denny, and good morning to, to everybody. Thank you for listening, as always. Um, I appreciate your listening, whether you're doing so on uh, on the air or you're streaming live from somewhere on planet Earth. Thank you for listening. Uh, many of you, I say that about wherever you are, I get comments and text messages and listener uh, feedback from literally all over the world um, on the blog site. That's myhealthymatters.org. If you want to go there, I encourage you to do so, to look up um, old uh, podcasts, to look up the posts. I've done posts about all kinds of things ranging from High blood pressure to apple cider vinegar. I've done stuff from I, – I have old books that I've reviewed on there. I've done stuff um, about gout. So there's lots of stuff that you can uh, get at myhealthymatters.org. Um, I'm going to um, – we we're, we get text messages um, here at the show about the Super Bowl and about football and you know the Vikings and the Saints. And although I, I, I can't predict the outcome of that game, although I can, it's going to be the Vikings um, – <laughs> Uh, I do want – people ask all the time, what's HCMC going to do? You are across the street from the Super Bowl. That's never happened in recent memory where the stadium is across the street from a major trauma center and a major hospital. And indeed from my office, I'm staring at that big video screen. I'm literally – I have the best seat in the house. <laughs> uh, and But what, what the point I'm trying to make is that HCMC is going to be open for business the entirety of the Super Bowl, the, the days leading up. Um, over the weekend, we are ready to go. We're ready to go for your routine health care just as usual. So we're completely open the whole time. and But we're also – we're ready for things that might happen as a result of the Super Bowl. We are ready for um, uh, people if we have an influx of patients coming in for whatever reason. We're telling people to be safe out there. It's going to be cold. 
Be careful with alcohol. Be careful with the cold. But should you need our assistance, we will be there ready to go. Um, and, and, and should there be a, a large influx of patients for whatever reason, we are ready to go. I don't think that there is a healthcare facility in the country that is as prepared for a large um, congregation of people, whether that be from more flu, which we are seeing, or whether it be from people partying a little bit too much or whatever your health care needs are, we are open and we are ready for business leading up. Even if it's just your routine clinic visit, we're ready to go. We've got the parking figured out. And, and so, uh, but if you have questions about how we're getting ready, if you're a patient and you're wondering, we have a special site, and I'm going to tell listeners about that now. It's hcmc.org. That's our normal site. But just put a forward slash Super Bowl after it. We have a whole page to talk about the Super Bowl and how we, how your medical um, professionals in Minnesota are going to respond to that. hcmc.org slash Super Bowl. Okay, we're going to get back to migraines. We're talking with Dr. Ann Tiener. She is a neurologist and a headache specialist, and we have a load of um, listener things to get into. But before we do, uh, we haven't talked about treatments. So for migraines, what are some of the treatments that are available, Ann? Yeah, so one of the most common treatments really are what uh, we we call simple uh, simple analgesics, um, uh, things that people can easily obtain over the counter. Um, you know, uh, things like ibuprofen, um, things like naproxen, uh, Tylenol, and yes, even things like uh, caffeine and caffeinated beverages, whether that be Mountain Dew or uh, Coca-Cola or a Dr. Pepper. They can actually help a little bit. They can absolutely actually help a little. And isn't it true – so that some over-the-counter medications actually have caffeine in them. Absolutely. So uh, when people say they take an Excedrin mm-hmm. uh, tablet, let's say Excedrin migraine tablet, it has caffeine in it. It's a combination of acetaminophen, which is uh, what Tylenol is, uh, aspirin, and caffeine. So you said um, ibuprofen, which uh, the brand name's Motrin or Advil, and you said um, naproxen brand name is Aleve. Aleve. Do mm-hmm. those – are they effective for for people's migraines? They're effective for a very large portion of uh, uh, people, and and uh, these are the people who te- tend not to sh- to need to come to see their doctors about their headaches because they do respond well to these over the counter pain medications. So when that's not working, they've done all that, and they come to see you. What can you offer? So uh, depending on the characteristics of their uh, specific headaches, you know, how quickly the headaches uh, progress, how severe it is, the associated symptoms, whether they have, you know, nausea or vomiting or not, then we can um, kind of pick and choose uh, from um, the other types of um, medications out there. Um, one of the most uh, commonly heard of medication is Imitrex or Sumatriptan. Uh, that's a class of um, medication that specifically was designed to treat migraine headaches. And uh, so we'd always consider if that is a medication that would be appropriate or safe for that individual. So those those have, have the suffix triptan on them. Correct. When do you st- and, and when do you start thinking of medications to prevent them in the first place? Now, how often – so the, the alternative phrasing of that is how often does a person have to have a migraine headache before you start thinking of a preventive medicine. Yeah, well, that, that's also um, uh, 
under uh, you know some discussion. I mean, some some people you know having four headaches a month, and these headaches are long lasting, lasting over days at a time. Um, you know, they may require a preventative treatment. Um, other people they have sh- shorter lasting headaches, but they have very frequent headaches. They have uh, eight, nine, ten headaches or more a month, and and they would require or uh, may want to consider a preventative medication. Seems to me that if you're having a headache every other day, or you know, eight or nine times a month, is th- every third day you've got a headache. That's got to really affect your life. Absolutely, and so that's that's why whenever I I uh, meet uh, a new patient, I always ask about how often they're having their headaches. Just you know, not just what type of headaches they have, but how often they're having it. And you know, I, I'm also interested in in uh, what else that they are um, doing. Uh, throughout the day, and uh, you know what their jobs are, you know what the what their their home life is like to to get a better understanding of how their headaches might be impacting their their life. This is not from the text line. This is just from me. Does emotional or or you know stressors in your life um, does that affect people's headaches? If you're having I, a stressful day or something. I hear I hear that quite quite often that when too. when people are stressed or tired or um, fatigued, uh, anxious, um, upset. Uh, yes, they 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 can somehow trigger a headache. So somebody here is talking about from the text line still. Um, talk about rebound headaches. What is that? Yeah. So uh, what that is is um, when people end up overusing medications, pain medications, let's say. Um, uh, you know, their brain gets used to it, and then the medications are become progressively less effective, and then the headache progressively worsens, um, and that's the rebound headache that, they're, that they end up describing. And when they run out of their pain medication, the headache is even worse than uh, they may have ever experienced before, and the associated symptoms may even be more severe. Um, or uh, for some people, they may not have experienced some associated symptoms with their previous headaches, but now with their rebound headaches, they're more likely to, like the nausea and vomiting. So I've, I've heard that, and I tell people, you know, you're taking too many pain medications for your headache, and so you tell them, stop taking all those medications, and they look at you like you just told them to jump to the moon. You know, they said, but wait a minute, I've got these headaches, and now you're telling me to lay off of the medications? Is that what... Yeah, it's it's a Is that it what sounds, happens. It sounds a little counterintuitive, but they they need their uh, medication holiday, so to speak. And and uh, if uh, they cannot stop abruptly, then they need to slowly cut back. Yeah. So if you're somebody who is taking just an ibuprofen every single day, or you know, for your headaches, that always seems to me maybe you want to talk to somebody. You know, maybe you're the kind of person who maybe wants to go see a neurologist because you're taking this every single day and your headaches aren't getting better. Maybe it, you're having rebound headaches. Um, it's a possibility. That's, That's a real a thing. Possibility, yes. I tell you what, let's do this. Let's. Uh, I know we have to take a break normally about this time. Let's do that. We have, uh, as you can see, doctor, a lot more uh, text messages we can uh, uh, answer. Let's do that. Overcast, we've warmed up to zero here in the Twin Cities, heading for maybe uh, near 15 above today. You stay tuned, 830-WCCO. Good morning. Welcome back to this portion of Healthy Matters. We're talking migraine headaches uh, with uh, Dr. Hilden and his guest. And uh, we have, uh, 
a lot more text messages we can field. Absolutely. We're talking to, uh, about migraines and other types of headaches with headache specialist Dr. Ann Tiener. She is a neurologist at HCMC. I'm going to give you the contact information for Dr. Tiener, and I think that might be timely. We're even getting text messages. Here's somebody saying, hey, can you give me the contact information? I need to see this person. Um, so it's uh, her name is Dr. Ann Tiener, T-I-E-N-O-R. Um, she is a uh, um, Practices here in downtown Minneapolis in the Department of Neurology. The phone number is 612-873-6963. And if you're one that uses the letters on the phone, that is 612-873-MY-MD. So 612-873-6963. You can also go to um, hcmc.org. Right on the very front page, there's a, a doctors and providers link. Click that and just type, put in the Department of Neurology. You'll see all the neurologists at Hennepin, led by um, uh, the chief of that department, Dr. Tenbit Amaru. She runs a fantastic Department of Neurology, um, uh, not only in headache but in stroke and in seizures, in ALS. Um, they have a, they're a full-service um, neuro- neurology department. But Dr. Ann Tiener is available at 612-873-69. 63. And uh, we have a little bit of time to go to, we have a few more minutes. Let's, let's cover a few more of these. Several text messages. I'm going to put them all in one. Want to talk about cluster headaches. And so there have been several. What's a cluster headache? One of them just says, have you heard of a cluster headache? And I'll tell you right now, she has heard of a cluster headache. What is it, Anne? Yes. Uh, cluster headaches, um, it's a, it's, it's a sp- specific type of headache syndrome. Um, I think uh, the, a lot of people might mistaken the term cluster headache to mean that their headaches just come in clusters. They think that you know the, uh, if they have uh, several headache days in a row, um, that's oh, a cluster. Oh, that, that's headache. a cluster of migraines. Mm-hmm. So that's not mm-hmm. what it is. This is a specific. No, type. this is very. This is a specific type of headache syndrome, and it more often uh, affects uh, middle-aged uh, men uh, versus women. Um, it's generally. Um, uh, very severe type of headache pain that that uh, uh, occurs quite quickly. It it's, uh, the onset is very rapid and it's severe, and people tend to not be able to tolerate um, just sitting down and being um, uh, quiet and not moving. Um, they feel the urge to get up and move around in hopes of feeling mm. better, although this never really makes the headache go away, but they just feel like they cannot sit still um, and, you know, in a dark, quiet room like a migraineur. So a migraineur, a migraine sufferer likes to sit often in a quiet, dark room. more often prefer to sit down or lay down in a dark, quiet area. And that's not the case for a cluster. You want to move around. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And then the the cluster headaches, um, interestingly, can present with other associated symptoms that are not um, common with the migraine uh, type of headaches. So um, there could be, a uh, let's say, a, a tearing of the eye or um, congestion of the nose, um, so these are what we call autonomic symptoms that can happen alongside the cluster headache. What do you do for it? So interestingly, the treatment for cluster headaches is uh, high-flow oxygen. Um, you know, people can try, uh, as they might, to take you know, over-the-counters or even high doses of ibuprofen or acetaminophen, and it won't touch these headaches like it might for migraine or tension headaches. They, they uh, 
most most of these people benefit from high flow oxygen. I one time had a patient that I sent to you know that had cluster headaches, and we did I we did oxygen, and they said it was life changing. It was so great, but it is different. That it's not going to help your migraine, correct? Which is what more people have, right? Correct. So if you have a really quick, sudden you know headache, is it at any certain time of the day cluster headaches, or can it be any time? It it can be any time, but uh, I I do hear um, more, more often than not people have it in the evening, afternoon hours. Um, sometimes they can be awoken from sleep with their cluster headaches. If you're having that pretty pretty quick onset headaches, maybe in the evening, maybe not. Especially if you're a middle aged man, we'll leave we'll leave that alone about what's middle age. I think Danny and I are middle age. <laughs> I think, Kevin, I think we're all middle age. Maybe is that metric? Uh, I think that- it's <laughs> exactly, uh, and uh, um, and it comes on kind of fast. Ibuprofen and Tylenol aren't working. Maybe you have a cluster headache, especially if you've got the eye thing. You've tearing in your eyes. Yeah. You got nasal congestion. That's what that maybe could be. Um, here's a person that says from the text line: I found that ice packs on the base of my head help with when my migraines are starting. Have you ever heard that? Yes, I have actually. Um, it's uh, it's not uncommon that people who have migraine headaches they also have associated um, neck tenderness. Um, they feel like the musculature uh, in the back of their head and neck is tight and tense and tender to the touch. And so, um, for some people, putting an ice pack back there can provide relief, and other people, a heat pack might provide the relief. Here's a person who talks about – it's not about lights of the headache, but it's about certain kind of lights seem to trigger her headache. And I'll read the text to you. It says, my daughter gets migraines and they seem to be triggered by certain lights. An example is that she gets them in her high school gym but not her college gym. Aside from avoiding these locations, what can she do to avoid getting them since she isn't aware of the lighting? Have you heard of that, the different styles of lights? And we just have a few seconds left. Yeah, some, sometimes people feel like you know, the, the fluorescent lights or, uh, might trigger and other people might feel like, oh, it's actually the sunlight that might trigger. So it's different for everybody. And if, if you can identify exactly what it is that's triggering your headaches, just uh, all I can advise is that try to, your best to avoid it. Unfortunately, we can't avoid all lights in all situations. Exactly. Dr. Antiner, thank you for being on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's been me. great to have you. The hour always goes more quickly than we would like. But uh, we've been talking to Dr. Antiner, a neurologist and a headache specialist at HCMC. Um, she is available if you want to want to make an appointment. Um, for uh, I, Before I give that number, do you see kids as well? I do see uh, kids, yes. Because a couple of the texters have talked about my daughter, and I don't know if those uh, in my my child, I don't know if they're talking about adolescents or if they're talking about 40-year-old children. But you do see um, people younger than 18 as well? I do. Okay. So her, her phone number is 612-873-6963. Just ask for Dr. Ann Tiener, T-I-E-N-O-R, in neurology. You can always go to hcmc.org to get a hold of any of us at the, at, uh, the system of um, doctors and at Hennepin. And we're kind of, kind of getting excited about getting ready to open up a, a new facility that is state-of-the-art. Brand new state-of-the-art. The Hennepin Healthcare's Clinic and Specialty Center opens up on March 26th. We have taken ownership of it. The good folks at Morton and Mortensen Construction have built not only U.S. Bank Stadium, but they've built the best clinic and specialty center in the metro area. It opens March 26th. You can always go to clinicbuilding.org. Just that, clinicbuilding.org to learn more. And, of course, go to myhealthymatters.org for the website for this show. Join us again next week. I think it's going to be an open line show, It sure right? is. Open lines next week here on 830 WCCO. Temperature reading at zero.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.